Podcast Day is here once again. Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of your favourite football podcast, The Football Breakdown. Radvan Drčehi, back behind the mic for another week, joined by my very good friend and Sunday League football pundit, Adrian Jodokopoulos. Adrian, every week gets even better and better having you here. Better and better. Mate, good to have you here. For once, I get to say that. I know, but what else are you going to do without me? Honestly, nothing. It's like two peas in the pod. Yeah, true. Yeah, true, you, true. You can't have one without the other. That's it, mate. It's like the Henri Burkamp. Even though I don't support no, Arsenal. Mate, you, no one's as good as them. You don't compare. Yeah, because we're better. anyone. They're like elite level and we're God level. Ah, fair enough. Fair okay. enough. Yeah. I hope that runs up your day. We'll be Salah and Mane. Yeah, fair yeah, enough. Fair, fair enough. enough. Fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. Mate, tell me, how was your weekend? What did you get yeah, up to? Yeah, it wasn't. Oh, not much, to be completely honest. Had a bit of a relaxing weekend. You, Jeez, know, you my, like those relaxing weekends. Mine was like the polar opposite. We christened the little one. So Congratulations. Said, thank Congratulations. You, thank you. So she borderline screamed down the church, but yeah. she was more tired yeah. than anything. But look, It's all know, part of it. Exactly. It's all, it's all part of the experience. However, nonetheless, memorable day, memorable weekend. Very and nice. Really, really like, oh, I'm glad to just get, not, not get it over and done with, but it's out of the way now. That's it. That's and it. Um, I guess the, On next to the next one, mate. Yeah, probably got to wait like 20 years for that one. 20 years. Oh, gee, that's a long time, mate. Yeah, it is what it is. You've got to save for these things. Fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> if, we, if we put away 10 bucks today for, I mean, 20 years' time, you'll be able to pay for the wedding. You know what? If you want, I'll even contribute. Oh, thank you. Why yeah, so yeah. generous? Just speed <laughs> but, up mate, the process, mate. It, mate. Speaking of speeding up the process, it's been a massive week in the football world, especially in the Premier League. There's been a, there's a lot to get through. We said last week it's, it's going to blow the Premier League wide open. I couldn't predict the results. I think anyone that must have put a 10-leg multi in probably fell hey, over. You never win those multis, But eh? literally, it's always like the one <laughs> that's left. One. It's always the one that's left. <laughs> it's always but, one. But uh, mate, let, let's kick it off with Frank Lampard doing a double over. Your arch nemesis, Jose Mourinho. I know you don't really rate him at all. No, I really don't. I don't I, I'm not the biggest fan of him. I, I like the fact, obviously, he brings a different edge to the game. Yes. He's yes. obviously, his character's different. The, what he brings out of his players is different. Yes. His tactical approach is different. However, I'm finding that with time, the, the more that I've been watching him over the years, uh, I've noticed that he's just now become, he's just there to get a result, yeah. which is a far cry from the manager he used to be once upon well, a time. Well, that's the thing. It's funny you say the character. Oh, that's exactly what I think of him. I think he's a character in the EPL. Mm. It's just like a TV show. Yeah, Mourinho is a character in it. He's there for entertainment. Yeah. He must be getting a cut from like the and, viewer And that's ratings. what I think. I, I think he shouldn't even be in the EPL. I think he needs to go somewhere else mm-hmm. to a different league and concentrate on your on your football instead of your antics. Well, see, the thing for me is when... The thing is, Premier League, it's only because it's Mourinho, but how many managers have been at three or four clubs within the league? And we see him not, quite often hopping around, those down at relegation, like your Sam Allardyce yeah. of the world, your, your um, David Moyes of the yeah. world, your Alan Pardews of the world. Uh, Mourinho seems to just be going, you know, United, Chelsea, and now Tottenham. Yeah. So he's just headhunting the top. However, I do feel that it's reached the point where it's not... He's, he, not that his tactics are dated, However, I feel that his parking the bus, up. parking the bus, up. and just getting a one nil with yeah. a team like with a team like Tottenham no. at your disposal is not good enough, and fans deserve better. But you've got to change it up as well. The game changes each year. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't keep that park the bus and get that goal on a counter or whatever it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Teams like well, Lampard played under Mourinho, and he obviously knows what his tactics are and the way he he plays and what he tells his players. So he obviously has the upper hand, and you can see that because he's beaten them twice now. Exactly. So Lampard's throwing caution to the wind. Let's not forget, obviously, he he lost Eden Hazard, a massive, massive artery, if you like, in that Chelsea team. And they had the ban. And the ban. So it's like you're losing your best player, and you can't sign anyone to replace him. So then that's given the likes of, obviously, Tammy Abraham, Mason Mount, uh, Tamori, uh, Reese James, the opportunity to really shine and express themselves. Because they may have not. Well, they, they've done pretty good. Mm-hmm. They've done pretty good. And and to be completely honest, they've always had the depth in their squad. Of course. You of know? course. And one player that I feel doesn't get enough recognition is William. Yes, I think he yes. carries the load. I think he's a very talented footballer. He gets but, overshadowed, I, I feel, yeah. by the whole team as like as a whole. He gets, you know, yeah, William, he, he's a great player and all that. But I feel he has more potential. Oh, definitely. And he's definitely... I always, oh. When William's on the pitch, you always go... You don't really. He's it's, danger. It, it's 
you don't look at it as danger when you see it on the team sheet, but when the game's on... He's at play, he creeps you're like, up. You're like, okay, he's almost like a Pedro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're almost well, identical. Good, Them two for me are almost identical. Very good comparison. And they really combined well for, for Frank Lampard. Like yeah. we said, you know, he got that 2-0 uh, early away win against Spurs in December, not long after Mourinho took over, and then obviously on the weekend, the 2-1 win at home. Uh, it was marred by a, some few VA, VAR gotta be, controversies. The VAR has has been very good in certain instances, but I feel like as soon as we praise it, the following weekend you get your yeah, howlers. It's a complete opposite, um, which we'll get to because uh, there were a few this week. But I've got to say, players like even Olivier Giroud, I feel that under Lampard, he, although he's only scored one goal this year, which is pretty disappointing for him. I love the it's, bloke. It's a different. He's even presented himself differently. You can yeah. see he's working, and maybe he's relishing in the fact that there's he's got understudies. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? He's well, got he's players fighting. that can pass on he's, his knowledge he's to. He's fighting for a starting spot. Yeah. He's yeah. definitely fighting for a and starting spot. And it's not entitled spot. for him either. No. And I, I think he deserves a starting spot. Maybe not at Chelsea, but mm-hmm. somewhere else. He, he is that player where he should be starting. One player that I feel hasn't exactly lived up to all the hype, who though having him up your sleeve is an absolute gun, is Ross Barkley. Hey. Mm, yeah, you, do you think so? I, I really liked him at Everton. I think he's um, passed his time, to, complete, to be completely honest. Well, see, when he... I believe that when he came over to Chelsea, it was more like a. They signed him on the last deadline, last yeah. hour or so of the deadline day, um, a couple of years back, and was that a panic buy? I think it was. Yeah, I think but, so too. But um, I think he's got a lot to offer, and I feel that if he can, if he can just more force his way into starting eleven, get some more minutes under his belt. You could really see the best of him, maybe even for build for the following season. Yeah, because there was quite a bit of hype around Ross Barkley, mm. like coming from Everton and going to Chelsea. He could have been the next best thing. Yeah. But what I bring it down to is the fact that he's not—he's obviously not getting a starting spot, right? Yeah. So the managers and the coaches must see something at training that he might—he might not even be putting a hundred percent effort in. One hundred percent. You know exactly. what I mean? That, yep. th- these players might have the skill and and all that type of thing. But it does come down to the fact that they might not train well or their attitude might not be... Oh, they need to apply themselves, yeah, 100%. Right. So, and Lampard, I feel that he's been able to connect with his players. Yeah. Having been, obviously, a legend of the club, the players, they look up to him and he's probably still a hero from half of them. Oh, 100%. And him being able to relate to them on a playing level because he's still fit, but he's only been managing for two seasons. Yeah, he's not so that old. It's still early, but... I'd have him here in, in, a, in like a park soccer. Of course. <laughs> Any day of the oh, week. What do you mean? I mean, he could be running there for fake. <laughs> but yeah, I feel that someone of his calibre has been really able to directly relate to the players he's dealing yeah. with. And that's a that newfound... That goes a long, that that's goes a a long newfound, way. like outlook from the players going... This guy knows what we're going through. Yeah. He knows what I'm feeling. He knows when I'm tired. He knows when I need a break. I don't need to tell him. And I think there's that shift of managers coming through the ranks where mm. across a fair few leagues, not just the Premier League, mm-hmm. where these ex-players are starting to get these roles and, and they're making a bit of a difference. Yeah, like exactly. It, I, I sort of compare uh, Lampard to Arteta now that has yep. taken over Arsenal. You know, mm-hmm. he, he, Arteta, he, he's played there. He knows some of the players already and they can relate to each other. Of course. And he's still very young. Yeah. And and they've both joined the obviously their, their clubs at a time where they're borderline not I wouldn't say rebuilding, but they're also amid a crisis. Yeah. yeah. And they've done a fair bit to turn it around. Definitely. On the back of their own reputation Correct. too. Yeah. Which is a, which is a massive gamble to take and hats off to them for really sticking that out yeah, really and being really. there being there for the boys. And speaking of the boys, one team that for me demonstrates the boys is is Wolves. YTB. And it's been like that for the last probably two seasons. I feel that Nuno Santo, I don't know, I've got no idea what he's doing in this dressing room, what's <laughs> it, what he was putting into this Gatorade. He's doing something, mate. Uh, but they're firing on all cylinders and they're sharing the load. Um, Diogo Jota, like he's really stepping he up. He's stepping up. He the had pa- the quiet, past few weeks, man, he's been everywhere. He had a quiet Scoring start goals. to the year. Him yeah. and really put him to the side. Then yeah. Adama Traore as, as a peaked. focal point. Yeah. Um, Jean Moutinho was always there pulling the strings. Then you got Ruben Neves chiming in as well. Uh, Leander Dendonka in amongst yeah. all of that. And let's not forget their, their goalkeeper, Patrizio. So all of that culminated together is for me they've, guiding yeah. spearheading this team forward yeah. and they've got a very good core set of players yeah that's and, for sure. and they're, they're the demonstration to show once you come up if you spend the money wisely that you do get um and and you, you bring in the right players to and that, fit your system and that's exactly what that's what these guys have done mm-hmm. they've spent the money wisely and just for a perfect example is Moutinho yeah you know we would have thought oh Moutinho he's 
he's done, done and dusted. Mm-hmm. But he's come to a team like Wolves, and look what he's done. Exactly. Like you said, he's pulling the strings. But they're, they're challenging the for, for um, Europa, yeah. European spot. European, whether it's Champions League now with fifth spot available yeah. or obviously Europa. Europa. League. And they're yeah. in the Europa and they're firing in Europa at the moment. Exactly. And that's where, and, and I'm really happy for them. I think they, I've always had a soft spot for them personally. You do. You always um, like the... I think it's because I really like Stephen Fletcher as a kid, as a striker. Really? Yeah, I just, I just liked him. Fair and enough. He played for them and I was like, Each oh yeah. own, mate. <laughs> you, know, you always got your top team yeah, and then yeah, you got yeah. that team. I'm not saying you barrack for him every week, but you kind of like, I hope they do well. I hope they stay out. That's all right. I'll get your Wolves jersey next week. No, you should. Yeah. You should. But just not v I'm not into the v Um And on the back of the fact that Wolves have been really successful um, and especially wise with their spending, one team like that I still can't understand how they keep getting it wrong even though they get relegated and bounce back up very often is Aston Villa. Mate. They still can't seem to find that no. winning formula. Uh, they've brought in Pepe Reina to help them out. Um, they've also brought in Danny Drinkwater. Whether that's working out, I'm not exactly sure. And then the Tanzanian striker, um, Samada. Yeah. Yes, like, I, I get it. You're trying to bring in quality. However, at the same time, they just... They, they haven't found their feet. Something's not yeah. right They there. have not found their feet in the Premier League again. Mm. They've come up and really they're, they're really struggling. They, it's like they can't catch a break. Week in, week out, they just literally cannot catch a break. Well, they're playing in that Carabao Cup final against Man City, yeah. so both of them aren't featuring in this weekend's round of the well, Premier League. How do you think that one will go, mate? Well, you know, you know what? Remember when Wigan beat City? Yeah, I do remember that. So anything's possible. And these anything's the Cup possible. finals, especially like FA Cup and the, the Carabao Cup now... Are you they, saying it's anyone's game? Yeah, because in a final, you never know. Oh, but up against a team like Man City. Well, so was Wigan. Yeah, true. Do you know true, what I mean? True. So if anything, there can be giant killers. However, I feel a good result... A good result could, there could push them to could, be safe in, in the Exactly, yeah. because it could give them a bit of morale. It's a trophy. Yeah, yeah. You have a trophy this season. It would be massive. It would be massive. So, because I really feel for Pepe Reina because he's shown great quality. Like He saved Son's penalty last week. Yes, Son scored the final. That was, that was a shame. It was Poor bloke. I thought he had it. Mm. I thought the crowd was going nuts, and they, they were. And I thought the players were just about to start celebrating. Yeah, no, I, I really like Pepe Reina. I think if that if Son didn't follow up on that goal mm-hmm. after that save penalty, I think that whole game would have been completely different. Oh yeah, well, completely different. Speaking of like game changing penalties, look, I know you hate VAR. Thank oh, I, mate, I know. I'm I not know, a fan. I'm not a fan. I know you're not a fan at all, but. This weekend was probably, I wouldn't say ridiculous, but it is ridiculous, right? Yes. The, the Bournemouth-Burnley game. So so Burnley, they attack, then obviously Bournemouth get the ball, counter-attack, score. Yeah. Then they notice that, and we're not talking like in the same play, we're talking <laughs> you know, a minute or two later, they, they pick up that it was a handball. Handball on the other On the side. Burnley attack yeah. against Bournemouth. And what they do... They chalk the goal off for Bournemouth, award a penalty to Burnley, which Jay Rodriguez converted for 2 0. See, that, this is the thing. This is completely ruining the game. You've got a 1 0, you score a goal. Burnley scores a goal. Mm-hmm. It gets marked off, chalked off, whatever you want to call it. The fans have celebrated. Mm-hmm. Everyone celebrated. Now, the, both teams have changed their sort of style of play. They're going to be defensive or attacking. And then for VR to step in and be like, nah, we're changing everything. After a minute or two, say two minutes after the result happened. Yeah. What what what's it gonna come to? Like I think it I think that there's a big there's a big stigma around this, the notion clear and obvious. That there's what definitely no you, clear. What for you is clear and obvious? For me, in regards to VAR? Yeah. Oh in in general. If I said to you this this decision for me is clear and obvious, what what do you think that means? In regards to this, this yeah, situation here, any, any situation. In a general situation. A clear sort of yes or no sort of thing with VAR yeah. would be with the offside rule. Yeah. Is if your body is in front of the player, yeah. you're offside. Mm-hmm. And if not, you're you're onside. Yeah. But no fingertips, no armpits, no toenails. For me, clear and obvious means there's you don't look at it and have to think or analyze another angle. Yeah, yeah. Right? You should be able to look at it and go... That's a blatant handball. Yeah. That's a blatant foul. That's a blatant offside, yeah. right? If it's too close, if you need to look at three or four angles and slow it down and all of that and stuff, that, for and, me, that's not clear and yeah, obvious. And that's the thing. Why are we slowing it down so much? The, like, 
if we slow everything down, we're going to find offsides here. We're going to find handballs here. This player did that. This player did that. It's going to be a start-stop game. It's going to turn into the NFL. Well, of course, but you saw in the Chelsea-Tottenham game, right? Giovanni Lo Celso blatantly stomped on Aspilicueta. Yeah. Right? Everyone could see stomped that. Him. Everyone could but see that. the VAR that. didn't award a red card. No, they did nothing. Because in their eyes, and this came up in the, in the post-game wrap-up, that they've said... He's had, he had nowhere else to go. And I wonder why they said that. It's probably because they slowed it down mm. and said, oh, you know, he's probably going to step 50 degrees that way. He's on a 90 degree angle, blah, blah, blah. But in real time, the matter of the fact is he stepped on him. Of course. And we saw it last week with yeah. Harry Maguire. So and, and the, It's probably the same thing. Mm. They both should have been, VR should have stepped in on both situations yeah. and given him a card at least. Mm-hmm. At least, if not sent off. Yeah, exactly. And the worst part is, he can't. Let's also can't be handed a, a ban, because if a decision has been reviewed, right? Yeah. If it's been reviewed and you've ever, and there's a resolution has been reached, post game you can't actually yeah, because it's been done. It's suspend done. him. Yeah, that's it. You can't like, go back now. The post game analysis team they can come back and go. They can like if it fine him or something. If, if it hasn't been reviewed, yes. Yeah, because it, it can't be reviewed. Because why would you have VAR then? Of course, but sometimes things happen off the ball yeah, that yeah, VR may not yeah. directly intervene on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I feel that there needs to be a real... But then again, clear and obvious means different things to different people. To different people. It's very and true. And that's, there's that's just a no, common there's, factor. There, there's no black and white. And this was the fear that I remember when we discussed about VAR prior to it even coming into the Premier League saying, look, if it's black and white, it's fine. But once we once our game is being governed based on the opinion of four or five different people looking at something from four or five different angles, you, we, we're going to have a big yeah. problem. My my whole view on this thing, this whole VAR and the and thing situations like this is why we enjoyed football so much for so many years without VAR. What was the what was the real issue that we needed to bring that this in? Look, I personally feel. Uh, I can like goal line technology should always stay right. That well, that's the thing that has black and white. Yeah, that, there's no there's no in between. That should always stay. There's no in between. But yeah. at the same time, the offside, like I get where, I get where you're coming from, armpits, whatever. But the rule is interpreted. If any part of your body is behind the defender, it's offside. Yeah. And unfortunately, when you interpret the rule, it means it could be a fingernail, it could be a nose hair, right? Yeah. But I need to. It's my job to investigate it to make sure that. That is how it needs to be. Correct. So yeah. therefore, I feel that, that one of the most important things is that that gets nipped in the bud yep. with, I guess, a guideline of making decisions. Yep. And at the same time, show the crowd in the stadium you have what to you're show. looking at. You have to Don't show. just put like a purple screen that says decision under review. Yeah. We can see it. Or even, or even, you know, get the microphones on the people reviewing yeah. and seeing exactly what they're looking at. Mm. Yep. Like the NRL has the video ref where they're like, yeah, checking this, checking offside, checking this, checking that. And then the whole crowd knows. Yeah. People at home know what they're looking at. You know what I mean? But it also puts everyone under massive scrutiny and yeah. pressure. But however, at the same time, the Premier League, it's the biggest league in the world. There's a lot of money at stake. There's, there's, it's not just a, but a I, call. That's cor- the thing, like there's a lot of money at stake. But I think VAR, with this whole VAR thing and getting decisions quite wrong is going to pull people away from watching it. Of course. Especially of course. the old the old folk. Mm-hmm. Mate, they're, they're used to just black and white decisions. Yeah, that's it. And that's it. And you if, live with it. Yeah. Uh, and, and I'm all for that. Like, mistakes happen, man. Like, you, you've got to move on. But that's part of the game. Yeah. But that's what, that's what makes us talk and it makes it interesting. And that's what I feel is really a big, big point for, for all of us that watch football. It's that how many times did me and you used to argue amongst each other saying, mate, what, like... You know, that was a blatant offside. Yeah, but that's what I love. That's part that's of the game. That's what I love. You'd, you'd, you'd meet up on the weekend or at night or whatever, go for a coffee, and you have a chat, you know, and that's what makes you passionate about the sport. I believe I, I remember reading something about Arsene Wenger saying he's willing to rewrite the rules that any part of the body that isn't involved in scoring a goal, if it's in front of the defender, isn't offside. Yeah, yeah. And how, do you, how do you base that? I'll be talking about that a bit later on. Okay. All yeah. right. We'll, say, we'll put that, we'll put put that, that a bit, yeah, put a bit that, later. Put that a bit later. Yeah. But uh, like we're just touching on in that Lo Celso-Chelsea game, uh, Chelsea came up 2-1 winners 
over so Lampard's boys doing the double this season over Mourinho twice against Spurs now that's a pretty good result and Chelsea you know what Chelsea were in a bit of a slump and they really needed that win they really, they really, really needed that their win. late uh, Rudiger own goal made things really yeah. really interesting uh, but Chelsea's first win in five games four points clear of Tottenham who are in fifth um, the, the Champions League race well and truly on but this was the time that you expected Spurs to make up the ground yeah and it's unfortunate to say that they really let a big chance slip. Definitely. They definitely, definitely let a big chance slip. And they do have, Spurs have quite a few injuries lately as well. So watch this space. Watch this space. That's right. The B2B fixture that we touched on last week, Burnley 3 0 home winners against Bournemouth. That increased that drama and anxiety uh, for Bournemouth. Bournemouth. yeah. They just can't catch a break. I, I didn't see a 3 0. You know, clean sweep. To be completely honest, me either. Me I did either. not see that coming. Me either. But that that win for Burnley progressed them to eight. They're three points behind Tottenham, who are yeah, fifth. It's it's comp- it's so tight in that middle of the mm-hmm. table, or like the whole length of fifth or sixth, all the way down to relegation zone, just it's above tight. relegation. That's is right. so tight. Well, Bournemouth is only now two points away from the drop zone, yeah. so they they're they, really watching over their shoulders. They need to win every game. Pretty yeah, much. one team that definitely needed to win and win big was Crystal Palace, one nil. Uh, amazing Patrick Van Arnholt's free yeah. kick against Newcastle. Great goal, yeah. Right on half time, the worst time to concede a goal. Uh, best time to score a goal off you. Best, you know, yeah. as you go into the break. Their first victory this year. First victory of 2020. Yeah. yeah. Jeez. And they've been, There's they've been lost, quite a few games. Well, they've lost three on the trot yeah, as yeah. well. So they've had a few draws in between, but. Newcastle don't deserve to Hodgson be where they are. That. That's oh, for sure. That's for sure. That How is they, for sure. I think even Steve Bruce probably counts his lucky <laughs> yeah. stars when he goes to sleep. Uh, Southampton, 2-0 home win to Aston Villa. I was surprised with this one. 2-0. Or Southampton, we were talking about them last week, about you know the, they're not showing enough. They, even they were in a slump at one point. Uh, but they got it done. Mm, they well, got it done. Shane, goals was Shane, from Shane Long and Stuart Armstrong. I'm surprised we're saying Shane Long. He <laughs> yeah. he, he just sticks around and pops up he when does, he needs yeah, to. Yeah. Uh, but big win at home. Remember, we were talking about it last week that they're really struggling for home form. Yeah. It's about time they started getting some wins. And they didn't they didn't have Danny Ings scoring. Yeah. So that's a good sign. I tell you, you know what's not a good sign? Villa didn't even have a shot on target. Oh, that is appalling. And they're one point out of relegation. Uh, West Ham could have climbed out this morning with a result. Uh, Jeez, Aston Villa, you, you're sort of putting their, them there now with Norwich they're, they're, as the two definites that are going down. They're not far. Even they're though they're far. outside of relegation, you feel that they're going to drop. Yeah, yeah. You do feel they're going to drop. I don't see them coming. Uh, yes. Sheffield really played out stalemate, one or draw with Brighton. Uh, not not much really flashy about this fixture. Two, uh, two really, teams that just came to get a point. Yeah. Oh, The thing is, Sheffield United have been great form. I, I really expected for a home win, mm-hmm. uh, but Brighton is not the easiest easiest team to, to play against well, and we've seen that against even the big teams well Ender Stevens he basically found net where, found room in the net where you know even the, the spiders couldn't yeah. even get in there um, <laughs> it was a fantastic finish uh, and yeah. then obviously Neil Morpa equalised for Brighton and you're seeing his name come up more and more often on the score sheet this, week, this this season at all and you can tell that Potter's really pushing the boys you know and obviously our boy Aaron Moy um, and it's great to obviously see Matt Ryan between Matt the Ryan, sticks yeah of course you know He's safe been as houses I wonder consistent. what's going to happen with him I don't think he should stay. I think he should go I think he I also think he should go but I think give him another season to prove that he's not a one-season wonder. Yeah, true. But I but guess he's been—I don't know—he's been consistent. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if a big club snapped him up. One of the big six. Big six. I reckon a team outside of the EPL might grab him. Okay. Well, yeah. he's, he's had time at the La Liga. Um, he's had time in Belgium. Belgium. So yeah. um, maybe maybe move to Italy is on the cards. Everyone to, seems to be going to Inter Milan. Go to, oh, it, oh, imagine him at Inter. <laughs> Jeez, that'll be a real one. Team EPL. Uh, Man United 3-0 home win against Watford. Much much needed win. Much it's needed good to win. see Bruno Fernandes break the duck. He got Man, on the score I th- sheet. I think he's going to make a difference. Mm-hmm. The way he's playing, he's only two games now that mm-hmm. he's played, and he's already made a difference. Exactly. I, I think, I reckon, if we spoke about this fixture about two, three weeks ago, I think would be, you know, maybe Watford could get a point against United. Mm. But now, now look at it, 3-0. Well, it's good to see Martial as well thrive, Martial, thriving. He needs it. Now that Rashford. Top without Rashford. Ra- Rashford like, we, yeah. we, we touched on it a couple of weeks ago that he can't perform without Rashford. However, he's, he's proving all the doubt is wrong. And what a solo goal it he was. He must have listened to the podcast and said, yeah. I need to pick up my game. He must have. He didn't want us talking about him like that. You know exactly. What I mean? And I, I believe a, a, a bolter this season um, on top of Mason Mount is... Mason Greenwood. Yeah, Greenwood. Have you? Did you see that crack of a goal? He's jeez. Man, he's United needed that. Well, obviously they had the game pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Then, 
However, but that, you always that moves want, them up to fifth. Yeah. Three points off fourth. But you need goals like that from players like that to gain their confidence. Of course. And of it's course. just going to continue, I think. Well, massive confidence boost that was for your boys as well with a 3-2 win over Everton. Uh, this game was crazy. Crazy. For first goal in like the first few minutes. Yeah, Carver Lewin, first minute. I love first minute goals. And what about that goal? Man, it's like, like an overhead kick. kick. Yeah, exactly. And then, but I was really, I was really glad to see. Now, for the life, life of me, I can never pronounce his last. I don't know if I'm pronouncing um, Eddie Nketia. Nketia. And Nketia. Yeah, Nketia. He, honestly, I was looking at it for so long. Who's playing for Leeds? Yeah, I know, but yeah. it's just one of those like. I don't want to pronounce it incorrectly. Yeah, yeah, fair right. enough. But it's, you've done you've done a good job, mate. Oh, thank you, thank you. He just he scored just his second Premier League goal. Well, he's trying to prove himself as well. He's yeah. trying to prove himself. Abame Yang stepped up again for his boys, um, and then Richarlison poked him home. Four goals Late. in the first half. Yeah. It was it was on, and then twenty seconds, like twenty two seconds into the second half, Abame Yang pops up again. Did you see Ancelotti's face? No, that's turned into a meme, yeah. and I love it. <laughs> of course, I love it. and that result propels Arsenal um, above Everton into ninth. They're seven points off top four, eleven games to play. Everton are only a point behind in eleventh. That, like you touched on before, yeah. it was, it's, it's so, it's so tight. close. It's so close. You're seven points off a European spot. You're, you're in. You're in the hunt. Yeah, like you're. You're not an outside you chance. Are. You're you are. in yeah, the hunt. Hundred percent. So it's going to be a very, very interesting run yeah. to to well to the end of May. Mate, I'm really Very looking forward to that. Um, like we touched, and another team that's really going strong that I believe will be playing in Europe, it's just a matter of which competition, yeah. is Wolves because they steamrolled Norwich. Well, if, if Diego Jota, he, he continues his form, mate. He, in the Europa League as well, in the, like last week, he, he performed so well, scored a couple of goals. Mate, the guy is in a purple patch. He, yeah. Everything he's touching turns to gold. Two, goal, two early first half goals. Raul Jimenez chiming in as well. Uh, to they put just, Norwich to the sword. They can't have any injuries. That's the thing. Because mm. I don't know about their depth. Of course, of course. But they're only two points behind United. That's so it, yeah. They're well and truly in the hunt. I want to see them. In the, if they can make the Champions League, wow. I don't really think... Oh, I was about to say something. I was going to say, I don't think they deserve to be in the Champions League. Why? Because look at the teams you go up against in the Champions League. Doesn't matter. W- would they even have a chance of getting out of the Will Leicester have stage? a chance? Yeah, that's a true story. True story. You need to, you need to consider man it that way. Man of true words. Thank You're you. a man of true words, Thank you. mate. Thank you. Philosopher. <laughs> Philosopher. Um, <laughs> not the match of the week, but another massive 3-2 result. This morning. This morning, Liverpool. 3-2, come from behind win I thought, um, at Anfield. I'll tell you what, mate. I was looking at live scores. 2-1. I was happy as Larry. Oh, mate, I'll tell you Don't what. Don't know who Larry is, but, it's, <laughs> mate, I was ecstatic. When Wijnaldum got him off to, to an early start, I thought, oh, here we go. Here we go. Clean sheet. Yeah, Diop, yeah. boom. Back straight back at you, two, uh, one one. Then early second half, uh, early early second half, Mark Noble found Declan Rice, um, and then basically he teed up four nails in the fifty fourth minute. You're going, oh no, this could happen. Yeah, it could happen. This could happen. However, uh, Howler from Fabianski yeah. gave it to Salah, and then look, they, the Liverpool did also have a late goal chalked off offside to Sadio Mane, but his his goal, um, they're just. His goal to make a three-two yeah. really just put the final nail in the coffin. Of course, and, and and the thing is, at home, it's just they're too good at home. Mm. They they're on a crazy run at home of how many games they've been unbeaten. Mm. But good good on them for coming back two-one down. Mm. You know they'd be under a lot of pressure. And don't forget they they did lose to Atletico Madrid, so it's a fair bit to yeah. bounce back from. Which um, was, was a, a question about the attitude. Quite a surprise that result. Yeah, definitely. But quite it, a it's surprise. football. It's football. Of you, course, we need to be prepared for these things. Yeah. And I feel, look, four more wins. Four more wins. Four more wins provided City don't drop If that point. makes you happy, mate, but you've definitely won the comp. Yeah. Look, City's got, <laughs> City's got United to play. I, I, I'm expecting a draw there because it is at Old Trafford. City's got Arsenal to play as well and in the catch-up game. It's about you, time you guys did something. Yeah, so... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> match of the week was Leicester at home to Man City. There was like three or four match of the weeks in, yeah, in this one. Really. Great round, great uh, round. It was a real tough gridlock match. Uh, Aguero missing another Penalty. penalty. He's he's gone down, mate. In the, I reckon the past, ever since he's come back, he had that one game. He came back and he scored a couple of goals. But four penalties, four different players. Everyone's missed. What's going on? What's I, Guardiola doing? I have no idea. Do you think the news of the whole Champions League? Thing, I don't think so. I do you think, think that's got into the players? I don't think they they probably just don't do penalties at training and go. Yeah, I'll just take it on the game. 
Yeah, even if you don't do penalties, surely, surely you can't miss four in a like you know from four different players. Well, they've proven you can. And Aguero. Yeah, Jeez. exactly. But Jeez. I tell you what, Gabriel Jesus, he he's, he was barely on the pitch for two or three minutes. But he's um, teed up. up by Riyad Mahrez. Yeah. Riyad Mahrez, obviously, it's always hard playing against your former club, especially once. I guess whenever you go from a smaller, a mid tier to a top tier club, not to say not to discredit Leicester. Yeah. But when you go from Leicester to Man City. And then you come back and you play against them. They're going to hate you. They're going to give you a stick, of course, right? Of course. And um, the, he responded in the best fashion, teeing up Gabriel Jesus uh, in the 81st minute, which made it one 0 And yeah, that that's they saw that. That's all they needed. Saw out the game, and they kept the pressure on Liverpool uh, for another week. Anyway, I guess they're just trying to stall the celebrations. Yeah. But at the same time, they look. They need to make sure they're in a high position because if they do win this appeal, they could find themselves in the Champions League. Oh, I don't but, think that I don't think there's a chance of them not making Champions League if the appeal does go through mm. and they win that appeal. Uh, I don't. It's such a hard. I, I don't know. I think at the back of their minds, at the back of the players' minds, that they're definitely thinking of it. Yeah, of course. At the end of the day, you've come to a club like this to play Champions League and football. to win, of yeah. course. And look, hopefully that they do win for their players' sake. Anyway, they've got. They're not playing this. They're not featuring this weekend because they've got Aston Villa in the Club, League Cup final. Yeah, League Cup. Yeah. In the League Cup final, so there's only eight games this weekend. Arsenal uh, miss out as well yeah. as Sheffield. So we'll just roll off the top. The early seven a.m. Saturday morning kickoff: Norwich Leicester. Look, I guess Norwich is pretty much running out of running out of games. Uh, running but, out of games, but they're gone. But they only like look when you when you take a look at it, they're what seven points out of seven points away from being yeah. safe. It, That's it, three games. But it's good to say, yeah, seven points. Seven points is nothing. When you look at the number seven, seven points, two wins and a draw. Yeah, what's that? That's what I mean. But who are they versing? It doesn't matter. They the beat features. Man City. They, 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 they beat fought. Man City when Pookie was firing, mate. It doesn't matter. My they, mate Pookie, I don't talk to him anymore. He doesn't score. Liverpool barely beat them last week. No, no. I, look, I, I think Norwich is way, way past even trying to save themselves. Mm. Well, look. Let's see them in the championship next year. Yeah, I guess <laughs> two teams that are definitely going to battle to stay as far away from the championship is Brighton and Palace. They've got a bit of daylight between them and the relegation battle but that, I don't know if it's enough that'll be a good fixture I think that'll be a good game well let's hope Aaron Moy he puts one in for, for Brighton well, Roy Hodgson's men they like I said they just came off an, an, a good 1-0 win good over one-nil Newcastle win, yeah. they needed that uh, because obviously Newcastle could have jumped them in the yeah. ladder but we, we touched on this before you need to get as many points as you can leading into the last five rounds Definitely. I think the last five rounds those 15 points is what's gonna that's where I guess we can all speculate all we want up till then. Yeah, yeah. I feel that those fifteen points, the last fifteen points in the fixture list, is that's what's gonna but redefine it. I think everything. even starting from now. Even starting from now, like this week onwards, you need to start getting points on the board to achieve what you want to achieve in this season, whether yeah. it's fighting relegation or making a Champions League or Europa League spot. Mm-hmm. You know yeah, what I mean? No, I agree with I you. I think as early as possible you need to try now. Well, one team that needs to really start trying is Bournemouth. They host Chelsea this week. Interesting fixture. Okay. Very interesting. The thing is, even if they were to win, they'd only climb one spot provided Brighton don't win. But the thing is, you need any points any that you point can you get. get. I hear any you. point you can I get. I hear you. And, and, and depending on what this result will be, will be, whether Bournemouth gets a point or three points, that's going to play a huge role in the in the spot for the fourth spot. Yep. Fourth, fifth yeah. spot, you know what I mean? Manchester's right behind Chelsea. Yeah, of course. And the thing is, this is the point of the season where the teams in the lower half of the table and the teams in the top half, you can't pick them. No. Because no. they both need the results That's for it. respective yeah. purposes. Yeah. So I feel that this is going to be a really good match. Uh, Newcastle hosts Burnley. Burnley is pretty much safe, I guess. They're one win away from borderline confirming they won't be relegated. Yeah, well, they are, um, they're on top of Everton right now. Exactly, and then you got Newcastle, who I guess is just picking up any point they can, and yeah. they're in the same. But they're not far off Bournemouth, but they do have a four-point gap. Yeah, and I, I, I really don't like. Well, they've been scraping past in to get points, mm. but I think the fact, like you said, other teams are trying to get as many points on the board, and they're coming up against Newcastle. I think they'll get the better of them, and who knows? Newcastle might fall close to relegation. Of course. Well, Southampton seems to be climbing higher. They're yeah. they're away to West Ham this week. If West Ham don't win this game, they're going to be in a big, big mm. hole because they've still got, I think, United still to play, they've got Spurs still to they play. They have a horror run. They have, horror they have run. one of the worst runs yeah. to go and they need to make sure they get these three points to get them out of relegation, firstly, yeah. and then look to stay alive. I think they'll I think they'll get at least a point. Southampton's basically two weeks away from two wins away from safety. Yeah, yeah. And they're going to be licking the lips going, we need, if we can get something out of this game, 
yeah. and even a draw for them is fine because that just of means course. that that yeah. gap remains what it is. It's just getting any points on the board. That's how close it is. Any, any yeah. points on the board. Watford is at home to Liverpool. Uh, again, another team that they're, they're on a hot streak. They're maybe, maybe cold. Watford can do it. Well, you never know. Everyone uh, is Troy Deeney, Everyone's rooting for the opposite team. Mate. But at the same time, every opposite team that plays Liverpool has their own agenda. Yeah, of course. Every, of course. Bar Man City, I've got to say, Bar Man, look, their gap is too far to. It's too far gone to make a massive impact. Man City's yeah. pretty much cemented themselves in a European spot. Obviously, there's an asterisk against their name. <laughs> However, every single other club, it's, it's still on. It's very, yeah, very still on. Yeah, their season, on. they're still all gunning it. So I, I believe, look, obviously being a Liverpool fan, I'm going to back the boys. But um, Watford, they can surprise. And they've, they've shown that they can turn up. I don't think they just Liverpool just have that attitude. Yeah, Everton face Man United at home on yeah, Monday this morning. This is a cracker. Monday morning is going to be a ridiculous, cracker ridiculous a couple games. Both of these clubs, like I said, Ancelotti versus Ole. Look, it's um, going to be interesting. Ancelotti could propel him up to eighth, which would be you know like what, three, three or four points away from European yeah. spot. You never would have thought they'd be there uh, back before he came in and replaced Marco Silva. So I do feel that. I think Everton, this is going to be a very good game. Everton will be going gung-ho for this one. What, what do you think this one will be? I think it'll be Everton 2-1. Oh, Everton 2-1. I'll go for a draw. Because United are proving themselves. Oh, of course. But capping off this round is Spurs-Wolves. Mate, big Massive. Big. Wolves could move into a European spot with a win. Yeah, yeah, for sure. With a win. Uh, the, and the run on, the run that they're on is, is going very, they're going very, very well. Look, if results go their way, they could find themselves in fifth. And massive. that's not it's not just an overnight fifth. No, no, they'll be fifth for at least yeah, a week. Exactly. Ma- so, it's massive. It's so absolutely massive. It's gonna be a big weekend and obviously we've got the cup final to look forward to as well. Um, the more football them the better, mate. Always. Always. Time now for TFB Rewind and I yes. thought I'd pull another um, Love the Rewind. Jack in the box for you. All right. And a flashback to a player that we grew up watching and that's it. when I remember when he first signed for this club and I looked at him like, What is this guy gonna do? He's so <laughs> tiny. How is he a striker? What? How is this bloke going to even play? Went on to become a legend. Gianfranco Zola. Oh, mate. One of the great Premier League strikers. Of course. He's born in 66, great... same year as my dad. <laughs> right? Gee, so he's as old as your dad. Yeah, that's Jeez. right. That's right. Long Machine. time ago. Gee, yeah, far out. Same, like, they're both, both tanks. Yep, cool. Both tanks. <laughs> um, look, most recently he was assistant manager at Chelsea, especially yep. under Mauricio Sarri. Um, he was heavily involved in the, in the game where Kepa didn't want to slap himself off but we'll, we'll leave that where it is he spent the first like most of his playing career in Italy uh, with Napoli he played alongside Diego Maradona out of massive. all names that's like, massive wow you know wow imagine those like post game celebrations yeah. <laughs> um, so he, he won a Serie A title and then he was at Parma he won the Italian Super Cup and the UEFA Cup Parma was a club that you don't really hear of much not anymore, anymore. They were, but back then they back were then, very man, very strong they were side. a big strong massive club big, they still are a big club yeah, yeah. but they're, they're like the Legion United of Serie A yeah, pretty much yeah mm-hmm. and then he later he moved to Chelsea and he was the football writers player of the year in 96-97 well, I think this is what he's most known for playing at Chelsea no, he's, well he won a fair bit like he won the UEFA Cup Winners Cup the yeah, Super yeah. Cup two FA Cups a League Cup a Community Shield and in 2003 he was voted Chelsea's greatest player ever what an accolade. That is massive. What an accolade. Do you, but then, do you still think he's one nah, of... No, but nah? that was pre-Mourinho. Yeah, And but pre-Abramovich. Still, name me some players that's better that, that Better than him? Greater. Lampard. Yeah, okay. Lampard. Yeah, that's what I was waiting John for. John Terry. Oh, John Terry. For, for Chelsea. For uh, me, I don't like John Terry. I'll put Zola up there. Ah, uh, well, fair enough. Yeah, Michael, oh, Petr Cech. Michael Ballack. Balak was good. <laughs> he Balak was good. Was he was good. good. Yeah, he was really good. But yeah, um, he, he played a massive part in Chelsea coming up through the ranks. Yeah, even, they were never that. You know, they they weren't that Liverpool or Man- Manchester United type of club. Yeah. But I feel like uh, when Zola was there and moving forward, that's when they became like a front runner for the mate, league. He partnered Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank. Oh man, do you remember that name? Oh, I do. What a legend! I know. He was hopeless. Yeah, and Tori Andre Flo. But speaking of, like I said, legends, and one name just popped into my mind. How can you bypass? Look, Zola was a great player. Yeah. How can you put him better than Didier Drogba? Oh, Didier. No. Like, all right. But this is not about yeah. him. This is it's about It's not Zola. a competition. It's, it's not Zola. a competition. Um, in amongst all of that, he was capped 35 times for Italy. He made his debut in 1991. Jeez. So before I was born. Well, that's when I was born. And he appeared at that 1994 FIFA World Cup uh, where they lost on yeah, penalties final. Uh, to Brazil. And again, at Euro 96. 
the, look, he, his managerial career wasn't exactly the greatest. Uh, he, he managed West Ham for a little bit, uh, only for two seasons. He got sacked in 2010. He was manager of Watford from 2000. And, he was only manager there for a year, resigned. Yeah. But he was Couldn't manager during that famous comeback. Yeah, yeah. That big cut. Oh, yes, I remember. And I think it was against Leicester. And was it Leicester? Yeah. And that, it was that massive celebration. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Troy yeah, Deeney. Yeah, yeah, yeah Deeney. I remember yeah. that. The, the double penalty <laughs> yeah, save. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they went down the other end to, to book a playoff Yeah, the spot. way he, he reacted, that was great. From in, from December 2014 to March, so basically it was that four months, he managed Cagliari in Serie A. Yeah. And then he returned to Chelsea under Maurizio Sarri. And, and you know what? When he was assistant to Sarri, I thought maybe he'd be... You know, if Sari stayed, mm. Zola would obviously stay. Yep. And he would go through the ranks and possibly, you know, eventually manage Chelsea. I think, look, based on who, what I imagine his character would be like, I think he's a better assistant where yeah, he'll yeah. relate to the players. He might be a good coach. Yep, yep. However, we've seen for a long time that great players don't necessarily make great managers. Yeah. And I feel that he, he maybe he's just one that's either a good assistant or he's um he maybe he's another player that just maybe managing isn't for him yeah and he's better off just being part of the coaching staff definitely which definitely. isn't exactly a problem yep. uh, look but he uh, made some of the goals he scored for Chelsea but were still, unbelievable eight hundred thirty one games in his career massive two hundred forty eight goals pretty nice thirty five international games I don't think 10 you, yeah goals for Italy I don't think you get players like this anymore yeah there, but, there's just this thing the way they shoot the ball and like just up front you have that player up front. Mm. Where you know when he has a ball up front, they're going to score hundred percent. Yeah, but it's you don't it, have that it's anymore. It's a different time. It was, yeah. it was a time where a striker would only get defenders maybe ten were, or fifteen yeah, goals. Yeah, defenders were hopeless. You know, uh, but as well, it was a different era. Yeah, you complete, know, different that, play. That's true. It's and very when true. we watch those flashbacks that they have, you look at it and you go, "How like just the way how did even, we even watch this? Just, how, just the way they dribble the ball. What do you mean? It was so different. All the, the ball pl- was heavier. Was what do you mean? Different. All the play? It was like one size fits all jersey. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, but that's what I liked. I liked that, man. Yeah, it was. Those were the good old ne- days. Yeah, they were very. Good now days. it's all technologically advanced, yeah. and you know, aerodynamics. Yeah, You know what? What's VR? Sorry, mate. I'm just still still upset about that. I just hear crickets. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to move on into the goal of the week, uh, and the sports league goal of the week this week goes to Edna Stevens for she- for his nice Sheffield. nice volley, yeah. or basically into the top corner for Sheffield against Brighton. Cracker. There were a few good goals, but this one, yeah, I this think one this one took the cake. Most, yeah. Yeah. yeah, this one stood out the most, and it's good. It's nice to see a defender get on the score sheet yeah. every now and again. And uh, look, I was happy for Sheffield. Yeah, I was happy for Sheffield and Stevens because they're staying up. They are, they're definitely staying up. But for Stevens as well, mate, as a defender, you played defender yourself. Yeah. Mate, if you scored a goal, how happy were you? What do you mean? Just getting into the position half, you're like, <laughs> oh, I'm going on an adventure. Like, well, what am I? You get a nosebleed. If I was that high up, nosebleed. I'd get a nosebleed, nosebleed being that yeah, high up. Nice one. But, um, you thought about that. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, nice. Of course. Speaking of thinking, you're going to have to do a lot of thinking this week because in the FIFA game. Come on, mate. The FIFA game was. <laughs> we drew the number 10, which was round 10, a fixture 10. That was Spurs against Wolves. You was drew good, your, your favourite club in the world, Tottenham Hotspur. I was <sighs> Wolves. Uh, Mate, I've got a little secret to tell you. Go on. As soon as I saw I got I got drawn Spurs, I had to blow the game. Of course Come you did. Come on, mate. I can't. Of course you did. Even, even, it's, even if it's FIFA, I can't stand the fact that, you know, Tottenham, it's, it's a possibility that they're going to win. Yeah, but so I just threw it, mate. Yeah, but now I you're gonna it. you're gonna cop it. Now you're gonna cop it because Why? I'm pretty Why? sure I'm above now. I've all we yeah, I'm above on head. You're three wins and I got two wins, so we're close. So it's, if this was the last time we played FIFA, you'd go down a loser. But it's not. You're you know, only that. as good as your last Come game. Come on, mate. Come on, mate. You're only as good as your last game. Come on, mate. But we'll see how we'll see how we go next week. That'll be an interesting one. And to be honest, it's getting more and more exciting because the quality is increasing. FIFA, FIFA is great. FIFA-wise, FIFA yeah. yeah. FIFA-wise, the quality I'm getting the, You know what I'm happy about? I'm getting the same amount of shots as you. Mate, back in the day, I'd have zero shots. You'd have 20. Yeah, but that's because that's you, because you, you don't shoot. You can't, you can't win. Yeah. Thanks, mate. First time, lesson about first football. First time, first time playing FIFA. Yeah, first time playing yeah, FIFA. Please, please. Uh, time now for TFP Extra Time. This way we put each other on the spot and ask a football-related question. Adrian, Mike is over to you. Yes, so we touched a bit on this before about the VAR offside rule. Mm-hmm. And now that Arsene Wenger is uh, where he is in that position, he, yep. is, he wants to change the offside rule. Yes. Of having, uh, instead of any part of the body that can, you know, you know how you've got your nose in front of the goal. Yeah, arm or whatever. Yeah. Yep. He wants to change it to where 
a part of your body that is uh, that you can score a goal with, so your leg or your even your your torso sort yeah. of region. If that's in front uh, behind the player, then it's offside. But if you have you know when players have their arms out, yep. you know what I mean, and they're sometimes oh, you're you trying to score with your hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes you're trying to balance and go up for a header or something, and your arms offside. He wants to change that and make it not offside because technically it's not a goal scoring opportunity. Yeah. What What is your thought on that? My thought on that, and it's a good question yeah. to begin with. Yeah, thanks. It, it goes back to what we were saying about margins, and in particular, uh, interpretation of the law. Yeah. Now. So obviously now they've made it clear that they've opened a can of worms. Yeah. Because they started drawing lines from yeah. knees. You can't go back now. Yeah, you can't go back. Now you're adding another subjective twist because in your mind you're thinking, all right, the body's there, but now we're drawing a line where their arm is to eliminate that. So you're adding a variable. Yes. Does that make sense? But the and thing is, there's now, like you said, they've already added variables. Yeah, correct. But, but why that, not add more? Because that's compounding the problem. Because what I don't want to have a situation is, is that we get a checklist and it's going, is, for example, because you can score with your shoulder. So Technically, yes. Yeah, okay. But so how hard is that to do? Okay, well, question for you. Yeah. If I'm in front of you, yes. but half of my upper arm is behind. Yeah, I know. It's going to be I, very hard. Am I offside? Yeah, it, it's very hard. Because it's very hard. with the upper part of your arm, like yeah. where your shoulder is, if the ball hits that, it's a goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct? Yeah. So what are you going to... Like, this where are you going to draw the line? Where are you going to draw the line? If you start telling me if you're wearing a short sleeve shirt, anything above where the sleeve is, is deemed onside and yeah. you can score a goal with, uh, that's where it's going to start getting ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. And I guess this is a way to mitigate... But how do we, the thing is, how do we, like we said, it's too far gone for me, now. For me, you you side on, look at it, you draw a line at the defender's foot. One line. One line. Not, defender's foot. Where, where are these lines coming from? If it's not here? clear and obvious, yeah. that that if if it's not clear that your foot is in front of mine, yes. it's a goal. If your foot, if you're so a if stride, you're bending over, yeah. say you're falling over or whatever, yeah. and your, your foot's still... In line or behind or in front of the player, which is onside, yeah. but the rest of your body's off, yeah. you're happy to, to let that go. Well, yeah. yeah. Because I, I, I 100% agree with because you. Because for me, it's I look at it at, at the foot. Yeah. Okay? For me, it's the foot. It's literally... Well, like, it is football. Yeah. 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 Correct. Thanks, man. But you're on one <laughs> side or the other. You yeah, know, yeah. Is, yeah. Your, is the, the step you're about to take before the defender yeah. or so after the, the defender? The thing is, sometimes you can't control your body, man. Yeah, because... Even if your body is in front, your your feet up. I guess. Well, here's another question for you. I love these questions. Right? Man. Keep if them coming. If you're a goalkeeper and your feet are in the box, but your hands are outside the box catching the ball, that is should it? be a free kick to the other team. I think it should. Yes. My point exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I see what you mean. So it's down to interpretation. And I feel that... But do you think changes can be made this far, you know, like look, cha- this far into it? Yeah, changes can always be made. But, do you think, but like changes as in reverting back to other rules? Yeah, look, I think they going... Like, do you going, think they can go back? Going once... See, uh, there's certain rules that I don't mind changing in our sport. Yeah. I.e. The, the fact that the ball doesn't have to leave the box to yeah. be deemed in play from a goal kick. Okay, I'm all for that. That's pretty simple. It's just like you put the ball down, you play it, it yep. makes no difference, yep. right? Yep. Now, things like that, I don't mind with. Once you start tweaking with core fundamentals, that's when you and you make it you make it subjective because yep. now if a goalkeeper puts the ball down and passes it to a defender and a striker gets a ball straight off him and scores, that's part of the game. Yeah, that's right. right. Yeah, that, yeah. There's, there's no questions yeah, there. Yeah. Uh, but now you're like in particular with offside, and it's the same as a handball. What is deemed a natural position? Yeah. What for you is natural? For me. Right, if you're shooting the ball at me and I turn my head and it hits my hand, that's not a handball because I'm. You're not, not even looking. I'm not yeah. even looking at it. I'm not but, making a play at the ball. But the thing is, people will take advantage of that and turn their head and put their hands up. Correct, but like, look, and that's a natural reaction. Yeah. How many times yeah. the ball hit you in the hand when you've played and you've gone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. but, but you're, you're seeing you're seeing the it, leniency there these yeah. days. Some some refs. Let it go. Yeah, and some give it. Yeah, and that's that's the problem. That's a problem. Yeah. So yeah. I agree. There's, there's no black and white. Look, there's I, no I believe that they need to sit back. You know what I think they should do? 
It's going to be an interesting off-season. At the end of this season, all the referees and all the video assistant referees get in a room and go over every single VAR decision, whether it be given or not given, and play it and go, okay, hands up. The vote, yeah. Hands up for um, goal or no goal, offside, no offside. And handball, no handball, right? The majority. And obviously, like in this, in like your La Celso situation this morning, um, yesterday morning, and again Maguire last week, send off, not send yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At least yeah. then they're educated on what to look for. Of course, of course. As a fan, not, I feel like not at all the refs are on the same page. Well, as a fan, you look at it and you always look at it in a way to benefit your own team. So you always want to think it's not a handball. And as much as we'd hate to admit it, sometimes it's like, you can't escape certain things, you know. True. You can't. True. It, obviously, when it's your team, you're and you're gonna want every you're gonna handball be to give penalty. Yeah, you're gonna right? be biased. Same when you're defending. Same yeah, with yeah, offside. Yeah. But I feel that when you put them together, yeah, yeah, and when the referees look at it and then they make a decision, they're the ones educated to make a decision, and they're paid for it, and that's their job. Yeah. So realistically, they're gonna carry it themselves. For us, we can argue about it till the cows come home. And we're we're fine with that. Yeah, exactly. we're fine with but that. But it's still, I feel that creating that conversation. Yeah. It's a good part of the game. I don't think it should be uh, removed. I just think it needs to be refined. Yeah, and I agree. To be fair, the teething problems aren't anywhere near as bad as I initially predicted them to be. There have been discussion points, yes, but I don't feel that it is that bad to warrant an immediate throw out the door. I think it needs a refinement. Not yet. But I, I mean, do. Well, it is the first season of having yeah, it. Exactly. So it'd be interesting to see what the next season and the next yeah. season after that is. Exactly. Because exactly. if they're if they're going to continue in this direction, I don't see it lasting long. Mm. Oh, of course. Well, look with the controversy. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. But then once the referees start demanding, they get protection and players yeah. and clubs get fined for yeah, speaking yeah, of out. Course, yeah, yeah. It's going to be bad. It's going to be bad. But I hope hey, we that can't win, mate. We can't win. I, I made, that's a perfect response. Mm. You're asking me questions. I'm asking you questions. Yeah, it's, it's a pretty good one. It's a pretty one good of the one, greats. Right? One of the definitely, greats, mate. One definitely, of the greats. always. But uh, that's pretty much all we've got time for this week. Another massive episode. Every week, like we said earlier, gets bigger and bigger, bigger and, and better, better. And there's more to talk about. And I'm I'm really relishing this season, following this season, not just as a Liverpool fan, but as a football fan. When are you going to admit that they're going to win? That they've won in a month's time when they come on, do mate, come on in a month's time. But uh, oh. please, guys, to all of our listeners, uh, don't forget to like and <laughs> like and follow the football breakdown on Facebook and Instagram. We'd love to know your thoughts. Feel free to reach out to us, slide into our DM, send us a message. If there's anything you guys would like us to talk about or you want to hear more from us, uh, let us know. We're more than happy to bring it up for new and existing subscribers of Sports Flick. Don't forget to favorite the football breakdown. You can also catch repeats of the show on Football Nation Radio's app on Wednesday night from 7pm. We'll Our latest episode will be uploaded obviously onto iTunes and SoundCloud. Uh, please guys, like we said, we're boys are always available here. We're always here to listen and learn and we want to get better. So with each round, don't, don't hesitate to ask. And if there is anything that you guys aren't happy with, more than likely something that Adrian said. Yep. Um, by all bring means, him over to me, By mate. all means, bring him bring over. Him over. <laughs> we, can, we can two and throw. <laughs> we can two and throw with the VAR king himself. But uh, from myself and Adrian and the entire team at the Football Breakdown, it's goodbye for another week. See you later. Take it easy, guys.